everybody, this is Mike Van Meter, and this episode of Recovery is Possible is brought to you by Retreat Behavioral Health, where there are endless possibilities for recovery. Retreat provides quality care at their leading mental health and substance use treatment centers, which are designed to offer patients truly personalized and comprehensive programs that are tailored to their needs. Retreat Substance Use and Mental Health Treatment Centers in Palm Beach County, Florida, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and New Haven, Connecticut do everything in their power to ensure that patients receive the highest quality treatment in a safe and comfortable setting. So reach out today at RetreatBehavioralHealth.com or call at 855-802-6600 for more information. And today, guys, I want to talk to you about tapping into your energy in recovery. And there are lots of things in our life that can just sap that energy from us. And remember, some of the things that we want to re- avoid in recovery uh, is derived from the acronym HALT. And HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Those are the things that we want to avoid. And that that last part is being tired. And we want to make sure that we're very careful with our energy levels and having those energy levels sapped. And so we want to ensure that our energy levels in recovery are not disrupted too much. And so that's what we're talking about today in this particular episode of Recovery is Possible. And Aparna Sane, who's been on the show before, and I talk about that, tapping into that energy in recovery how to keep it maintained, and really avoiding the things that uh, take it away from us. So with that, I know you're going to enjoy this episode, and please share this with anyone in your life that needs to be in recovery, is in recovery, or maybe family members that uh, are struggling with those that are suffering from an addiction. So here we go. This is an interview between uh, Aparasin and myself. All right, here we go days it's important because i can get triggered i can get triggered by a patient who and the even with the knowledge that i have that this person came to the hospital they're sick they need help but you know what i'm a human and i can get triggered as well so with that aparna thanks for coming on the show Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I feel like I'm a regular now on Recovery is Possible. Thanks for having me, Mike. Well, you are. Yeah, thanks. And we, um, it's always nice to be able to explore some of these uh, new concepts and topics. I think that, um, you know, as I was talking about earlier with this, is one of the things we want to explore within ourselves is that feeling of wholeness. So wholeness is something that, it's, I feel that it's a little misunderstood because wholeness from a yogic standpoint is when we are able to balance all of our energies. So all dimensions of ourselves, including, you know, the the driven self, the, the, the type A or whatever type you may be, but all of those energies of doing, going out there, getting, letting, all of that. In addition to that, we're able to balance that with some of our subtler energies, things like um, the what we call the more feminine energies, the softer, the creative, the heart-based energy. So being able to balance that, that mind, the heart, the body, the spirit, all four dimensions of being a human being and the spirit is a spiritual side is also very important component to that so being able to really be humble around something larger than ourselves right so and so all of that balance is what creates wholeness and wholeness is where our true energy resides because if we're off balance just like I had experienced a lot of pain on the right side of my body for most of my life so I didn't 
really, I mean, it was so dull, but it was always there. And it wasn't until I started living in a spiritual center um, called an ashram in India that I realized that there are ways to fix that or there's a way to be without it. And then I realized, wow, there's a whole part of me that is totally untapped. And then once I figured that out, it was just like a whole, I mean, there was a spiritual awakening, but it was also one of the parts of my spiritual awakening was to discover that I can live pain-free and I can live like a whole being. And it just gives me so much more energy, so much more uh, even intellect, creativity, intuition, all of, and heart and caring and all of these subtle things that I was missing out on all my life. So it was a very, very powerful change. So much so that I kept going back and decided to become a teacher of some of this because I thought, you know, I mean, it was a huge awakening for me and it changed my life completely. And now I've learned all this and I, I think every human being should be able to operate at a wholeness level. Because in yoga we say that there's so much energy that is untapped that we're only tapping about like 10 to 15% of who we really are uh, on a day-to-day -day autopilot operation system mm -hmm. that we're on. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. So, you're you're absolutely right and so in recovery what we do when you look at the steps in steps four and five steps four we we do this this very thorough searching of ourselves right and uh, again i'm talking from an, an AA 12 step uh, perspective but you know whatever recovery program you decide to take there's going to be a version of this searching to this moral uh, and searching inventory of yourself and we talk about taking that spotlight to our life and looking at everything about us and you'll notice in recovery that we spend a lot of time looking at those things that upset us because remember what i said the number one reason why people relapse is resentments okay and so when we break that down and, and you work with a sponsor you or a spiritual advisor whoever you're working a trusted person and you go through that and you look at what upsets you but more importantly why does that upset you why does is it is, is it affecting your sound sense of security is it affecting your ego is it affecting your uh, maybe you had been bullied uh, growing up and now as an adult there's you know that person reminds you of that incident that was never addressed and you never uh, dealt with and now as an adult it's it's affecting you but the the essence of recovery is really under, understanding yourself, and that's what the 12 steps are about. And step five is sharing that with another person and then looking for the character defects that we have and then, in our world, asking our higher power to remove those character de defects from ourselves. But a lot of what you talk about ties into that and because you, you, the question is, why is it important that we do these things? The reason why it's important is because that affects everything else. It affects our energy. If I'm like this week, I had this patient that I think this this patient, because of the condition that she was in and the particular diagnosis that she has, she's one of those people that has become a master at whoever she's around finding those vulnerabilities that's the only way i can describe it or those hot points with each mm. person she knows the triggers. and then just poking at it poking at it and we as counselors we're human beings too and after a while it just gets to you and the then triggers. it gets into your skin and I, I will tell you that most of this week and particularly the night of you know when we had the, these things happen that was the first time i walked out of the hospital ain't like i was angry I was angry and the next day I was still angry and 
but here's the difference in recovery and you know where i'm at sort of spiritually and where i'm at I, I will say i recognize it i recognize that imbalance but it was a definite imbalance definite mm-hmm. imbalance and what i need to do now is explore why was i thrown into that imbalance and then the, mm-hmm. the biggest part of that is and especially in recovery for everybody that's listening, how do I get back to that sense of equilibrium? And maybe you can help us with that. You know, and I think that's a really good example because we all have our triggers, you know, and I had something that triggered me this week as well. And one of the, what I love about what you just said is we all will be triggered. That is just the way um, nature and the world allows us to grow. And so we should be, in in yoga we said we should be thankful like you know that is a teacher that's shown up for you because that is uh, an interesting way of looking at right? it right <laughs> yeah i wasn't feeling that at the exactly. time exactly <laughs> and i never, i didn't i had the same thing because i was triggered by something that happened to me this week and i was like really i thought you had you had worked through all of this right but that's a teacher Right, so we say because people in we're afraid to use the word guru because um, there there could be all kinds of connotations, but really that's what it is. It's your guru that the teacher that showed up at that point. So that person who triggered you showed up and gave you an opportunity to grow. So grow from that True. to and you know and how we process it and. Um, and sometimes it takes longer than we think. It's be, it goes beyond um, just being able to say, oh, okay, well, this was my growth experience. Okay, I'll just, no, you, sometimes you have to go deeper within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And see what is it that there is, um, you know, what was it, uh, there was a psychologist that talked about this as the shadow selves. So something in one of your shadows got triggered. Mm-hmm. And then that shadow, um, is still there, so it, it brought it to the surface, so it's your chance to now process it and grow beyond it. And then that's, that's how you point. get to the equilibrium. Yeah, that's a, very, that's a very, very good point. And I think in recovery, you know, I mentioned that this person came to our unit, is in the hospital, if she, you know, look, you don't go to the hospital because you're well, right? <laughs> the reason why yeah. you go to the hospital is because you're not well. Unless you work there, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, well, as we're talking about that, I guess that's kind of debatable too. Yeah, right? We right, all need true. help in our own ways. But the, the the thing is, is that this this person clearly is not well, which demonstrates that, you know, in all of our lives, and if you're listening, remember, you know, I'm giving you this example at work and you're giving an example, but we all have those people in our lives. You don't have to work in a hospital to have people that will trigger you and that this happens every day and that's the art of recovery is dealing with this because every single day i, I mean as you know I'm, I'm i'm running for a political office right now i'm triggered by people every it's like a yeah. job you it's should be my thankful. job now you're exactly. growing and growing and growing and you know and you know what and actually as i'm sitting here talking to you maybe because in my so I had an intern experience, and uh, you know, when I was an intern, I worked at a treatment center for a year, and I, I do have to say there were a couple of patients that got to me, but I'm learning and doing it. I will say, as I've gotten into the profession and have been working in the field, this was really the first time it sort of, uh, tr- a person triggered me. But as I sit here and I think about it, and now, um, it, you know, as I'm running for office, it's pretty much just a daily beatdown. You know, you, uh, I will, anybody out there running, thinking about running for a political office, uh, I really do think you need to work on centering yourself because it, it is, uh, it is a monumental beating. It's probably not for everybody to do. And, and if you're not in some sort of a program, 
where you can balance yourself and work on yourself, it's probably not a healthy thing to do. Uh, well, it's not healthy to do, period. But the reason why I say this is, as I think about it, and I have this woman that triggered me, I have been going through weeks, months now, of a, of a constant sort of spiritual attack mm. on me. And and as sensitive people, you know, it, it's when you have people that, if you're running in a politi- for a political office, nearly everything that comes out of your mouth is criticized by somebody, right? Exactly. Now, right. but I think that that kind of wears you down yeah. and it makes you vulnerable. And that might have been part of it too, is I'm kind of in a vulnerable state because I don't have many people saying positive things to me on a daily basis. And so maybe addressing that is, can can like, so if you're working in the corporate world or if you're working in an office, you know, maybe whatever your profession is, we do go through those periods where you're maybe under much more stress than you normally are. Mm-hmm. Because after all, right, it's easy for me to sit and meditate and eat healthy and exercise and take care of myself when I don't have a whole lot going on. Exactly. But that's not how life is. Right. And we're not, you know, you are going to have life. So the challenge is going to be how do you keep that balance and do the things that you talk about, particularly on your show, when life's not going well and life is hard, which is really when we need it the most, right? Exactly. And, you know, the the first thing we can do is what you did, which you recognize, okay, there's something in me that needs to shift because there is that shadow lurking around that I need to be aware of, right? That it was brought up to the surface. You yeah. or me, I had the same thing where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is still triggering me. What is it that I need to process? But mm-hmm. one of the things I love in the 12-step process that... I think it's in the 12 step process, but even in a lot of spiritual practices, we do this is this whole thing around um, journaling and writing. Right. So what happens is we encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. And, we we and definitely in, encourage even in that the spiritual yeah. practice. So one of the things that I personally recommend people do is really talk to that part of ourselves right so there is a let's say it's your childlike self or it's somebody else right it's easier when it's someone else right so someone else triggered you write out what bothered you about this experience and then write a counter note to that person and say you know because that person showed up as your teacher so it's Mm -hmm. like thank you for being here for i learned that i am still triggered by this experience (laughs) and it's like that's a great point that are negative about it write it out because one of the things that i don't like uh, a lot of people say is everything that you're writing should be positive and i I don't believe in that Mm. i used to carry around a journal that I used to call bitching, actually. (laughs) And because when I first began this journey of offloading myself, I felt like there was just so much coming up and it wasn't pretty, but it was like, it needs to be voiced, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't want to create more more shadows or give voice to my shadows. So I actually created a journal called Bitching and I would just sit there and I would just write and write and write and write. Every day I used to do this for a while. until I kind of could get over some of the big things that continually kept bothering me. And, I, and you know, it's a good practice to go back to. So when we are triggered, um, I mean, the way I process it is through some of the writing. Because if, if I say, come here and say to you, well, just sit in meditation, it'll all be better. Well, I don't know that that's going to happen because we're not quite that savvy. We're not in mm-hmm. an ashram sitting in a spiritual center where we can just retreat and go away from everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's that you can't reach that well you can still come back to offloading some of the things that are still there never let it just sit there no never no, just no, kind no, of no. 
push no. it aside, which a lot of people do. Because it grows, that, that negative part of that will grow. Exactly. Or even the people who say the power of positive thinking, well, don't don't worry about it. No, 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 no. Don't, because that I think was a mistake I was making early on in my practice after, because I came to this journey through meditation, I thought everything needs to be beautiful at all times. And whenever something ugly came up, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is coming up. No, I need to go back to meditation. Well, it wasn't working out for me. There was just too much anxiety created in my body and I wasn't getting anywhere. That's when I started this whole bitching Mm -hmm. journal thing. And I know I'm not supposed to be using those words, but it's just that's what it was. That's what I called it. And that's I just let it rip. I would just talk about everything that was upsetting me about this situation or this person Mm -hmm. and put it out there. And then you can burn it or you can do whatever you want with it. But you've actually allowed that voice of your that part of yourself to be heard. Mm -hmm. And that's all sometimes we need. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at first I was like, OK, and then what's next and what's next with this? Right. So if you're angry, you want to kind of be like, do the next thing to kind of take that on and move past it. But sometimes just letting it be. And then you can do a practice of maybe going for a walk or meditation or a yoga. Yoga is a really asana based like mm-hmm. postures are very good for moving through some of that unresolved anger um, through the body. But I recommend really voicing whatever's bothering you. Yeah, it's important because when we keep this energy, this negative energy tied up in our body, and I it wasn't until I was older, and I really wish many of the the subjects that we talk about were things that I had known when I was younger, when Me I started too. out in my career, right? Me too. I'm I'm now retired from my career, the bulk of my my career, and the profession I was in was very, very, very stressful. I mean, you know, we used to joke that what we saw in one day would put most people in therapy for the rest of their lives, but we were doing <laughs> it every day for, well, yeah. you know, but we were doing it every day for 20 plus years. Um, and it's not good. I mentioned on your program that the average life expect- expectancy of a police officer in the United States uh, after retirement is five years. And That's if you scary. think that is very scary, and if you're a first responder and you're listening to me, it is very, but it doesn't have to be that way. But I think that what happens is uh, this trauma that I talked about, and it, you don't have to be a first responder. I mean, many people go through horrific experience and have a lot of trauma in their life. If you're homeless, if you're if you if you're suffering from mental illness, maybe you're living with somebody that's going through that. It creates a lot of tension and stress, and I think we downplay the energy because we are beings of energy. You you talk about this quite a bit these energies that we have in our, our our lives it can be positive can be negative and when you and we know that the negative energy when it, it's just constant and if it's not dealt with manifests itself in many um, ailments diseases strokes heart attacks all these types of things that energy has to be released and and, and be replaced and you have to find ways of for your longevity of dealing with this and releasing that energy and we're talking about it it and maybe a part of, uh maybe you can talk about the different tools that people can utilize and i know in the field that i come from the idea of meditating yoga um all of those types of practices were really not looked upon well in my field because mm-hmm. it, it's such a masculine field that I come from. It was how do we do? Well, how do we deal with it? We drink it. 
Just uh, just go. That's why drinking mm, is so prevalent. You know, numb it down. Just don't feel it anymore. And traditionally, that's been what's what's been done. Now, I will say that in the last probably five to eight years, there's a real movement afoot in the military and in law enforcement in particular of recognizing the damage of that and at least providing uh, education and tools to deal with it differently. We're not there yet. We're, we've not fully developed that in, in these fields. But you talked about journaling. You talked about mm -hmm. meditation. You talked about yoga. Uh, you know, how, how do you take somebody like me or somebody in my field? What would you say to somebody that is just like, that is just so um, not feminine uh weak you know weak people do that you know to to somebody that's just mm. kind of a hard-bitten the person, alpha male the alpha male how do you convince somebody like that to practice these things because i do know and i swear to you i'm probably only alive today because i've adopted some of these practices not quite the way that you have although you're a good teacher and a role model but i've at least begun that journey but how do we get people to begin that journey that's a really good question because uh, and people will surprise you. So one thing I will say is I actually teach uh, yoga at Gold's Gym. And the particular uh, gym that I teach at is full of bodybuilders, right? So people oh. people that are very into building their muscles. I don't know if they're, they're professional bodybuilders, but they really like to be like, have like real pumped up muscles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I used to teach a Sunday morning class where a lot of these men used to show up with those real big muscles and stuff like that and they would come for their stretch and I don't teach uh, power yoga I actually that is not the yoga I teach I just teach yoga the postures like uh, hatha and other things but it really is about connecting with the heart space mm -hmm. and so what happened which surprised me was I thought, you know, I usually used to do a lot of talk about connecting with our heart space and some of the subtler energies within the body. And I do a whole stretch routine around that towards the end. One day I skipped it or a couple of times I tried to skip it because I was tired. And I was like, these people don't really care. They just want to do their yoga because they're such strong men. Well, some guys came up to me after the class and they said, hey, you know, all that stuff that you do. I don't know what you call it, but I know it <laughs> makes me feel good. And I was like, I was so shocked, right? Because I, these you were are like, yeah. yeah, these are like really built men. And I didn't think they really cared. I thought I was just ranting about the heart and how you need to connect with the body. And basically all we're doing is dropping down from our head and really connecting with the body in a very um, wholesome way. Like you're connecting with the heart's energy, you're connecting with love and some of these in, emotions that you can feel within our body dropping into it. And I thought they didn't really care. Meanwhile, every single time that I was too tired to really go through that, they always pointed that out to me. They were like, you know, I don't know what it is, but it feels good. And I, I want that stuff back, you know, so just mm -hmm. remember that. And so each time I was brought back to the fact that sometimes we think that the type A, and actually I taught uh, meditation. This is a really good example to your point uh, in the army. So I taught a group of army people meditation mm -hmm. and I could really feel how much fear was in the room because they had that one person who's like commander or sergeant or whatever the title is, is, is in charge. And then the rest of the people, you could feel the amount of fear there is to be in the presence of this man. I mean, and I, I pick up on energy and I thought, okay, we're just going to release this through meditation, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't do anything verbally. So we did that. And the person who kept coming back to me for more and more was the, 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 the leader or the real tough guy at the top 
who I was shocked. Like, I definitely, my goal was to touch his heart in a way that he will never forget it. And I actually think I succeeded because I kept getting an email from him saying, oh, you should come back and do this. Come back and do that. He even sent me Mm. a certificate of appreciation. Mm. He mailed it to me. Wow. And I just, so people have surprised me every step of the way on this, whether it's men, mostly it's been men Mm -hmm. um, that are really, once once you get a feel for what it is that it feels like, then you always keep wanting to come back to that. It's like, how do I get there? Because that's how it was for me. I was too type A to listen to anybody. But I once I felt that, you know, that just that inkling of something so beautiful that I couldn't express in words, that I was like, how do I go back to that? And I kept chasing that. I mean, we can't really chase it, but we're just like, how do I go back to that? And Mm -hmm. then it becomes easier over time. So I guess uh, my long answer is that uh, really finding practices that allow us to tap into some of the subtler energies. A lot of men say to me, it's the women in their life that help them get to that, right? And then they end up marrying those women, by the way. So women, that is a really, if you are a woman who's dialed into your feminine energy, it's a very good way to keep that man hooked mm-hmm. because they think that you are the path to that kind of subtle. And it is mm-hmm. true, right? If you live with someone who's very connected to their feminine side, it just kind of feels good. They're on a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. And they're comfortable with and it. And you're, it, yeah. it makes you feel comfortable. And and so, um, you know, so there are people out there in our lives or there are practices. But one good practice to start on our own is just to actually connect with our breath. Right. Even if just you're just being aware of how you're breathing in this moment. Mm -hmm. So you just now kind of connected to something way subtler than your head. And like what happened this week and you being triggered and me being triggered. I I think that something that I'm trying to work on and I think we should always have something like about us or in our wellness, our spiritual wellness, our physical wellness, all those these types of things that we should always be working on. And I will say that the one thing I've learned is that this week I was very aware that I was triggered Mm. and then emphasize that the ideas that we're talking about here, your spirituality, your your energies, your taking care of yourself, your working out, um, just taking care of yourself. I, I can't emphasize this enough. In those times of stress, that's when you should really emphasize that in your life. But there, and I'm speaking from experience that it, whenever things are go, have gone off the rails, so to speak, in my life, that's when I do these things the least. When in real, reality, I should be doing it the most. Well, congratulate yourself on the fact that you didn't reach for the bottle. Yeah, right? because yeah. that's what most people do, and we're used to doing that is reaching for that feel good, right? That chocolate bar, the, the out, alcohol, yeah. or the plant-based medicine, or whatever else people are using to numb themselves out again, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh my God, I can't handle it. So I think that the fact that you you are so grounded in your recovery process that you didn't even think to reach for the alcohol. Right. Right, so that's a re- huge, that's a huge step. Yeah. But then the other step is, you know, some of the other practices. <laughs> and because there's such an assortment of practices, I don't want to say, oh, you must always reach for this one thing. No. Pick the thing that you like. Because it could change. Because if time. you like it, you'll continue to do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if it's right. something simple as going for right. a walk, right. do that. 
you know, take a walk. But if you're going to do the walk, I say, make sure you're really aware of how you're breathing in that walk. You're not just like repro. Because one thing we do do, I, I know I do this a lot, is if I'm on a negative thought pattern, I'm still chasing that negative thought unless oh, yeah. I bring it myself It's back. a circular yeah, thing. It's just, yeah. And it just keeps going in my head. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm walking, it's still going in my head. And then I'm like, wait, I'm just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Because still processing that negative thought, creating negative emotion. So you got to be aware of what's happening. And then you got to get out of that negative thought, I, I will say, is challenging unless you come back to some breathing, some centering. I've seen people do this at the gym, and I actually am becoming a big fan of this. If you're really, really triggered, reach for these things I've seen these bodybuilders use that is like a, a big ball that's kind of heavy, mm-hmm. and they just hit it to the ground. <laughs> and I've done yeah. that before, and I have to say, it feels really good. I just explored it <laughs> Don't recently. hit a person. <laughs> yeah, right? You're not hitting a, And I've seen these guys like go at it, yeah. hitting the wall, hitting the floor, and there are all these noises. And I used to wonder why they're why they're doing it until I did it myself and I realized wow that's a really good yeah, way yeah. to process that anger yeah oh, just just lifting weights in, in general yeah, lifting or, weights uh, is a good way it, releasing that that energy and um, uh, going for a long run whatever it is that you do bike ride whatever the case may be but being aware of it and then releasing that that energy that that negativity and it, when you get triggered it's always important to remember too that we are not the only ones that that need help. When you are dealing with someone that has issues, it's always important to remember um, that they have issues and and try not to make their issues your issues. You know, we're all on a journey. We're all here. We're we're all trying to get better. And you may, in fact, be in a better place than these other the other other people. And always remember that they they may not be well either and try to have grace on others like we have on ourselves so with that Aparna thank you so much for coming on the show my pleasure and thank (laughs) you for inspiring me I realize now that I need to do more and more uh, of what uh, you know sharing some of this because I do think this is one of the most important things of being able to be a better human and how can we contact you so you can reach me on mm-hmm. um, my website, www.aparnasain.com, mm-hmm. or you can reach me at mindfulnationradio at gmail.com. Thanks oh. so much, Mike. Yeah, thank you. And this is WERA 96.7 here in Arlington, Virginia. Guys, recovery is possible. If you try, work at it. Work because it works. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. So that was my interview with Aparna Sain on tapping into your energy in recovery. And I know that there is a lot of tools for all of you out there that need to be in recovery or in recovery or those that are living with those that need to be in recovery because it can sap your energy as well. So please take these tools, spread them to anyone that you think that needs this uh, information that would benefit from it. I think in a lot of ways we can all benefit from this information whether you're in recovery or not. And again, folks, this episode of Recovery is Possible is brought to you by Retreat Behavioral Health, where there are endless possibilities for recovery. Retreat provides quality care at their leading mental health and substance use treatment centers, which are designed to offer patients truly personalized and comprehensive programs that are tailored to their needs. Retreat Substance Use and Mental Health Treatment Centers in Palm Beach County, Florida, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and New Haven, Connecticut do everything in their power to ensure that patients receive the highest quality treatment in a safe and comfortable setting. So reach out today at RetreatBehavioralHealth.com or call at 855-802-6600 for more information. And with that, guys, I look forward to seeing you next time. Please spread this message far and wide. Recovery is possible if you work it. So get to work. 
I'll talk with you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.